0: I was going to ask something and it's gone now. I forgot. And I also forgot how we start our show. Usually we usually we don't, just talk we don't for a, have bit. a
1: Yeah. We don't have like a thing. We just kind of jump into some yeah. completely unrelated story or anecdote. And then we're like, Oh, by the way, we're talking about ferrets.
0: Oh, you wanted to talk about ferrets. <laughs> no.
1: Give me an idea to make a new list of ferret things. Ferrets
0: are cool. The longest of the rats. <laughs>
1: I just saw this really cute picture of somebody who uh, opened up their treadmill and the ferret had like their pet ferret had been hiding all their toys inside of the treadmill and it wasn't working anymore. Yeah. And they were holding the ferret and it looked so guilty and upset. And I just thought, like, Meh.
0: I guess I'm not the kind of person that would have a free range ferret in my house. Well,
1: that's what I wondered. Like, is it just walking around? How many toys does it take to break oh. a treadmill? there was probably about like 10 or 12 stuffies like balls okay, and stuff. Two
0: things. One, that's too many toys for a ferret. <laughs> how many toys does a ferret need? Especially a free range ferret. They make their own fun.
2: And also no judgment, but how
1: long had you not used the treadmill? Yeah, exactly. Good point. Oh my God. It's
0: suddenly broken. I use a SWAT. Yes, I can't
1: use it anymore. Like, huh?
0: Like I was that's doing weird. previously all the time. Last night, you put 12, 12 toys in here. Wow. Yeah. Just last night. Uh, I actually like our podcast recording night because it is a night that I use it as an excuse not to go on the treadmill. There you go. You're like, oh, no, so busy. Oh, geez, not tonight. Oh, we'll be recording till 930. Yeah. I can't do anything. after that.
2: I need my voice in full force yeah. as well. You don't want to yeah, work, I work it out.
0: Exhaust myself. Yeah. Uh, have you been playing anything this week, Lex? Doing anything interesting?
1: Um, I've been playing Monkey Island a little bit. This has been a bit of a a slow or a busy work week for me. So it's been a slow video game week, but I've just been playing the new uh, Monkey Island game. And I just, I know we're going to do an episode about Mm -hmm. all the different Monkey Islands, but God, I just, it's so like, mm, just yeah. kind of like a it's, cozy fall game. I love it. It's
0: wild how good it feels to just go back and like, it's uh, both yes. of them again, Ron Gilbert and, and oh, I feel bad forgetting his name, but the other one, <laughs> the other guy, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. I would spend like literally every year going like, I wish they'd make another Monkey Island game. And then we just saw this one all of a sudden. And yeah. Uh, It's great. How far have you gotten in it so far?
1: Uh, I'm in part three right now.
0: Oh, you're far. So I just finished the intro part where you realize you're not (gasps) playing... Spoiler alert. Spoilers! Where you realize you're not playing, like, young uh, Guybrush. Um, Yes. Do you remember how, like, that first game ends where you come out of the the ride and it turns out, like, the whole story was actually just you and this other kid, like... (laughs) pretending to be pirates
1: it was all just a dream yes yeah, yeah yeah So
0: that was what was so great about this you get this sudden thing where you come out of a room again and you're those two kids and you're like wait a second
1: well that's what i got a little bit choked up at first and i was like oh okay this will be this will be fine it'll be fine but then yeah. as soon as you re- you realize you get to play as adult guybrush i was like oh thank god
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're not even guybrush when you're running around with little chucky yes uh, you're just his kid his unnamed kid uh <laughs> With Elaine, I actually met my wife on Plenty of Fish uh, because uh, I was able to answer uh, a Monkey Island question.
1: Oh my god, nice. as an
0: icebreaker! <laughs> She's like, "Don't message me unless you know who Elaine is from Monkey Island." And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> ah,
1: a, f- a fellow dork."
0: It was before DMs, but I did slide up into the direct messages of the time, which were I don't know what they were called—email. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's...
0: before online dating <laughs> was <laughs> like app appified like it is now.
1: I'm old.
2: <laughs> How do you swipe? I don't understand.
0: You couldn't swipe on plenty of fish. You had to right click. No. <laughs> <laughs> download the source code. Find their email that way. I don't know. Is this a good enough intro?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay.
0: Then I think uh, we do the thing where we we do the theme song. Once this. The theme song machine starts working. Here we go. Welcome back. This is Dork Matters. I'm your dad, Dork host Ben Rankle. Uh, with me, as always, is your educator, Dork host
1: Lexi Hunt.
0: Lexi Hunt. We
1: should say it together.
0: Your educator, Dork Lexi, Lexi Hunt. Hunt, 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 Hunt. <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're not nailing the timing on that, are we? No. <laughs> uh, and with us, not as always, Lexi. Can you introduce our special guest?
1: We are so super excited to have Laura O'Connor here with us tonight, who is a fellow, if I may say, Laura, with great love, a fellow dork and lover of the strange and obscure. Um, Laura is an incredible Renaissance person in terms of you are an incredible graphic designer, illustrator, creator of um, cross stitches and soft plushies in lots of really interesting forms. And I wonder, Laura, if you would like to just do a little... They'll get to know you.
2: Yes. Hello, everyone. I am a dorky gal about town. Super excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I was promised I could talk about horror, which I will just do at any point. But I'm excited to to do so on a podcast for other people to listen to,
0: <laughs> as opposed to just at home by yourself to a wall or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just talking to them. <laughs> Actually, 100% accurate. I just keep this. It's cordless, so I can just walk around the entire apartment.
0: I love it. That's great. It's like
2: my own little TED talk of sorts. But um, I am a, like I said, a freelance graphic designer and visual artist. Went to school together at ACAD back in the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we try not to do that.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: We make vague references I mean... to being old, but don't want to give anybody a timeline.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> My my bad. Uh, and this is when I exit the podcast, but thank you for having me. <laughs> you can just beep out the year. Well, just pretend I swore. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I actually did, uh, graduated from the photography major and then once graduated, still do a bit of that, but um, started making little felt creatures for fun. And uh, actually, interestingly enough, I had a gallery visit. So I was going to have some work in Profiles Gallery, which is now called the St. Albert Gallery. And so they came over to my uh, studio home and was looking at my stuff. And then they happened to see the little felt creatures I had up on my fridge and were really excited by that. And they're like, oh, do you, you know, would you? do some of that for a show. And I was like, I didn't think that was an option. Yes, of course. <laughs> so that's so I, I kind of stumbled in. Yeah,
0: that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking through some of your work right now. And I really, really love it.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I think my favorite one, Laura, is uh, the little plush creation of Divine that you have, like, I just think the eyebrows and they like, just so spot on. I absolutely adore it. <laughs> Thank
2: you so much. Yes. I actually uh just um had work at, in Calgary at the Alberta Craft Council as part of Kitsch. And for me when I when I read the call, I was like latched on, of course, to bad taste. Um and thought that what's more bad taste than making dolls of John Waters and Divine <laughs> for little kids <laughs> to play with and recreate pink. <laughs> <laughs> perfect so it was, it was so funny because they didn't necessarily look like the you know the, the most bad taste but i, I think i might have had like intellectually sort of the most bad taste pieces in the show that's sort of my claim to fame <laughs> that if you'd seen the movie you would understand yeah. you would know <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh i just noticed the babadook here like this is some this is some Great, great stuff.
2: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah.
0: Freddie's there in Perler Peak. Too much fun. I love it. I love the idea of uh, making an artistic practice and uh, not only it not turning out to be what you thought it was going to be initially, but uh, just being something so unique and interesting. The Tremors one is so good.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've got that one behind me right now. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, um, you can kind of see it. Uh, I love Tremors. Like that. It's oh, one of my yeah. favorite horror comedies. So good. Oh,
0: we'll have to do like a Kevin Bacon episode. That's a joke. We did one. It was interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. Uh, All the to be fair, yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't we didn't do like a good Kevin Bacon episode. We did a Six Degrees of Kevin <laughs> Bacon episode. <laughs> so... It was wild. Um, we tried to get rid of it, but just won't <laughs> let us throw out content.
2: Fair, fair enough. So you didn't talk about his like his life on like TikTok singing to goats these days.
0: No. No, I didn't know that was a Oh thing. yeah. I
2: follow him on Instagram and he must up on a farm. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: I'm about to pop over to TikTok, <laughs> find out what we've got to follow here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I know I'm too old for TikTok, but I love it. Um, I just I think there's so much great content on there. It's yeah it's delightful.
2: Yeah, I'm the kind of person who doesn't have a TikTok account, but I'll watch compilations on Instagram yes. and Facebook. <laughs> That's
0: how I experienced TikTok. I mean I got into it because uh my wife, Melanie, <sighs> wouldn't stop. <laughs> uh, I know, I'm sorry. I don't want to do it, you but I don't to. know how not to. <laughs> you have to. I mean, I could just call her yeah. my partner, but it's it feels inaccurate at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my partner sends <laughs> me uh she kept sending me a whole bunch of TikToks and she keeps sending them and going like, have you watched this yet? Have you watched this yet? And I'm like, I don't have a TikTok account. And, and <laughs> so finally I had to build one so I could go through like 60 different TikToks that I send. She still sends me like 12 a day, but it's uh, nice. It's the best thing to do on the toilet when I'm hiding from the kids. <laughs> right
2: now. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs>
0: Uh, We are here and Laura is joining us to talk about Halloween flicks. Yes. We are dipping our toe into a thematic podcast special. I don't know what you call this. Yeah. Uh, We're actually going to put it out. It should be coming out right around Halloween. So that's pretty cool.
2: Perfect.
0: And I guess we're just going to chat about our favorites, have some debate about whether certain movies are uh, actually Halloween or not, or if they're just horror. I think that's a a fun place to Mm -hmm. chat and uh, get started. yeah, you know, thrilled, thrilled, and chilled, and spilled. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I'm here for this ride.
0: All right. Well, let's 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 launch in. Did you bring a list of like some of your faves? Do you even need a list, or do you can you just like recite <laughs> off the top of your head every good <laughs> no. Halloween like?
2: I do need a list, and I'm so you guys are gonna shake your heads but I actually it's got subcategories oh because it's so hard to pick love your favorite I
0: love it I think every guest has come more prepared than we've
2: <laughs> yes Laura, we've yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie I have a second monitor yeah. with my like list
0: fantastic and
2: like I <laughs> oh, made a list yes. on paper first and I was like oh man like the horror comedies are vast and so I had to pick one wow. because oh. that's one of my favorite subgenres I love it. by the way if for the theming shows if you ever decide to do um a horror holiday episode—that's my favorite subgenre of horror. So please bring me back
0: because like our Krampuses or uh, Krampus
2: Silent Night, Deadly Night.
0: Oh yes, I forgot about those.
2: All of those. Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Better uh, watch out.
0: Black Christmas. Yes. Black Christmas. That's the one with the wrestler oh, yeah. guy, Gold Goldberg.
2: Yes. <laughs> Bob Clark made two of my favorite Christmas movies: uh, *Christmas Story* and *Black Christmas*. Same director, which is just blows my mind. No. Yep yeah
1: I did not know that that's amazing
0: that is yeah I'm generally (laughs) anti-horror flick Uh, I can't handle them I get too traumatized by them my religious upbringing makes me feel like a lot of these things might be real or at least lead to demon possession as I was told when I was a child Yeah, you're
2: primed for it you're like the perfect (laughs)
0: yeah so I'm like I can't I just I'll never watch the exorcist because then the devil will have my body (laughs) that's right I can't do it it doesn't matter uh but I'm I'm also just a bit of a chicken, uh scaredy cat, so I can't can't really do horror. Um, but I would suspend that in order to uh to do a holiday horror episode. Amazing. I think we might have Amazing. to do that. That yep. uh, is something's getting bumped for our schedule this year so that we can bring Laura back for that. Yes. <laughs> and possibly a tremors episode because there are six or seven wonderful oh. flicks that we could just talk about. Mwah, mwah definitely the directions that those have gone
1: i could spend an entire 20 minutes just talking about reba mcintyre yeah like just gorgeous amazing in that film oh her
0: role so
2: good the graboids graboids.
0: yeah the graboids how they go above ground then go back underground (laughs) yes they evolve into mausers from tmnt (laughs) there's just this Oh, that's just the wildest evolution ever. We're talking about Halloween <laughs> horror, though, and uh, or horror and Halloween. I'm not sure. Let's figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, so, Laura, why don't, you, why don't you give us one of your fave flicks to watch at Halloween? And I presented Lexi with sort of a sub-conversation we can have here, which is debating whether or not these actually count as a ah. Halloween flick, if you will. Finger Excellent. Quotes.
2: So if I had to go for Halloween non-horror, I would kind of go basically the Tim Burton's catalog of films, like essentially. Yes. Uh, so your Beetlejuices, your Pee Wee Biggs Adventures, definitely those ones. Uh, just because it's got the whole aesthetic and the feel, like the goth feel, mm. without too much gore.
0: Yeah, I think you could put Batman there too, for since yes. we're doing the Tim Burton thing.
1: Batman's a Christmas yeah. movie, though.
0: It's a Christmas, but it's totally gothic and it makes it feel oh, yeah. Halloweeny, right? Yeah. Like Especially the second one, Dark Knight Returns. I was going to say, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and if this is – and I, I have to sneak this in, if you don't mind, as a total dorky thing because I was making my list. Oh, no, please. It reminded me of a recent discovery where the dog that was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure is also in Batman Returns. Oh. And the burbs. Cool. And oh. Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> it's Buffalo Bill's dog
0: in Silence oh of the Lambs. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a really – Storied pooch
2: yes her name is darla and i think that might be my next show
0: it's a dog with pedigree <laughs> that's if that's <you>
2: amazing will. <gasps> i love her
0: yes that's fantastic so i think first of all i want to i want to jump on to peewee so you would you would put that as a halloween flick huh
2: i would put that in i mean that's a little bit of a stretch because it doesn't definitely has a summer feel yeah yeah but it kind of crosses over and i will say the large marge scene Scared the crap out of me as a kid (laughs) My sister and I rewound And rewatched that segment Of the movie probably a (laughs) hundred times Mm -hmm. Like broke the VHS tape It was so um, Wonderfully scary So I would say pretty much kind of like that one slice In particular of Pee-wee's Big Adventure
0: And when they finally Pulled the driver's body From the twisted Burning Wreck It looked like (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I feel it. But if you're doing like a Tim mm-hmm. Burton catalog because yeah. it's Halloween, why not? Yeah. Get it in there. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch Pee Wee growing up, uh, so I had to sneak over to a friend's house to watch that, and that part did scare the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, almost as much as Demon Night scared the hell out of me when I was 12. A yes. Crypt Keeper movie that I am going to I jump over that. to because uh, it is a traumatic experience for me seeing that film. <laughs> I cannot, I have not gone back to watch it since I was 12. Like this was a movie that messed me up so bad. I could not sleep at night for years. I would think about that film. Um, That's
2: fair because it's a lot about temptation, yeah, right? And, and like,
0: like, let me in. Deep in Christianity. Yeah. And at that time, I've like, no joke. I was living in, and I, I've talked to Lexi about this, uh, in a household where demon possession, Satanism, all of that was very literally real. We weren't a figurative Christian household. We were a- gotcha the devil will actually scratch you to death. Uh, so demonites scared <laughs> the hell out of me. I've never stopped thinking about it. I stayed awake <laughs> so late at night and probably ruined my poor developing brain because uh, I was terrified oh, no. of what's-his-face, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Zane, Billy Zane yeah. showing up as the devil. was and, and, a great and devil. trying to get me. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so scary! I love uh, I love thinking about it now that I'm less scared, but I have not gone back to watch it. But that's uh, that's going to be one of my Halloween picks. I think. <laughs> can I
2: just say I actually got to meet the guy who voices that's the so Crypt Keeper.
0: Cool. Oh, that's so cool! <gasps>
2: he was wonderful. It was at, actually a Calgary Horror Con, a couple oh. Uh, about
1: uh-huh.
2: oh just over five years ago now, and I remember that in part because I have a photo with him, and I always save my best smiles for when I'm with a, a horror actor, and so I posted it to Facebook, and at the, around the same time I had just started dating my partner dave and so one of my parents friends was talking to my dad and he's like oh i saw laura's boyfriend she just put a picture of him <laughs> <on the laughs> page. and my dad's like what What do he look like and oh it's you know older gentleman blood blah, blah, blah. it's like no dave's younger that's probably some <laughs> horror guy i don't know uh, so that's my claim to fame
0: that's really cool
1: i love it
2: very he's cool a super nice guy he yeah. did the laugh and everything it was incredible
1: Oh, my
0: God, it's so awesome. It's a 12-year-old sleepover. Uh, I basically got laughed out of that friend group for being scared of it and not watching it.
1: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) It's ruined my life. Um, uh, So I recommend that to everyone. I would – is it a Halloween movie? Um, If I want to be like very – there needs to be something to do with Halloween in it, no, but it's scary in its own way, in a Crypt Keeper sort of way. It's jokey and uh, has probably – one of my favorite lines in all of cinema, which is, uh, for starters, I recommend the finger food. Want your arm back, Irene? I can make it happen. And so she reaches out a stump of her arm because it's been ripped off. Is that a yes? No, that's me giving you the finger, asshole. I think about that probably every week. Brilliance. Brilliance in movie. I don't know if there's any natural segue for you there, Lexi, but I think it's your turn.
1: I, I got to come back to Beetlejuice. It mm. is one of my, like, I have to watch it every mm. Halloween time-ish, um, but it, I'd say it's probably one of my top five movies of all time. I love, love, love every character in that movie. Everything is so well oh, thought out. Catherine good. O'Hara is just, like, she she is my scream queen. Like, yeah. she is amazing. And I think that's probably my favorite Catherine O'Hara movie.
0: I think the thing about Catherine O'Hara for me is the way she acts as a mother is how I feel as a stay at home parent. (laughs) Like, just sort of like on the edge, about (laughs) to lose it all the time. Like, like eyes big, like, can't believe things are happening. I love it. she's so great i love her and her henchmen so
2: good like when they're going going through the house just spray painting it and tearing it apart
0: i was thinking about whether this one counts as a halloween movie and i definitely say yes because of again the burton aesthetic and just sort of the halloween i think maybe there's some trick-or-treating at one point there's a halloween party or something no no is there not am i misremembering that
1: there's not like they definitely like at one point the ghosts of the family um mm-hmm. you know they dress up as like classic ghosts and then they're definitely when they're in the afterlife and they're in the waiting room it seems like mm-hmm. people are wearing costumes my favorite part is when the bus of football players passes away and they keep <laughs> <even>, like coach. <laughs> yeah.
0: coach where's the men's room yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah i'm not your coach he survived
0: Wait, coach let me get something straight
1: What's our curfew around here? I don't think we, we lived through that car accident. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that there was a specific Halloween scene in it. If anything, it is kind of a summery movie.
0: It is summery, but it feels Halloween-y.
1: Yeah. It yeah. So does, yeah. It feels. Yeah, totally. And it celebrates mm-hmm. the people who
2: love yeah. Halloween, too, I think. It's just sort of like...
0: Not aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah.
2: Exactly. And for all the outsiders, yeah. you know... Anyone who's in the yeah. margins oh, yeah. just appeals to you. And I think that's horror in general. And I think that's one of the reasons why it appealed to me so much is because usually it's the popular kids that get killed, honestly, So you're sure. like, yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> My partner likes to chat with me about, um, oh, what is it, Jennifer's Body and sort yes. of the subversion of that movie yeah. and, and, and the... Uh, some of the horror tropes and stuff like that. I have not had a chance to watch it, but it sounds fascinating.
2: It's good, and I've, I'm glad that it's getting kind of kind of a renaissance right now because I think a lot yeah. of people were Diablo coded out after Juno, and so when Jennifer's body came out, it just kind of got like pushed to the side. That
0: missed, and I think yeah, like some misogyny, sexism had to do with like discounting uh, Megan Fox in that role and what she could do.
2: Yes, that too. People were done, like kind of over her as well. <laughs> Um, but it's really funny and smart um, and some great, like there's, I remember there's a scene where some spoilers, I guess, spoilers. but where, um, you know, you think something's happened to Jennifer, she comes back to the friend's house and they're in the kitchen. And that is genuine horror in that moment. Like overall, I would say it's a horror comedy, but that's like a truly scary mm-hmm. moment between when you're like,
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: who is this person who was my best friend? I don't know what's wrong with her, and I and I love films yes. like that. I just uh, mm-hmm. watched um, the invasions of the body snatchers, the '70s version, which was so great for that as well because I was like, yeah, that would be pretty wild to like come home and be like, okay, so the person I've been yeah. living with for five years is totally different, and no one will believe me that they're not who they seem to be anymore.
1: And isn't that a type? Of, like that's an actual mental illness, and I read about it every so often sometimes it's triggered in people with a postpartum, some type of depression where all of a sudden they think that their family members and friends and close allies have been replaced by spies or people that are trying to bring their downfall. And it's an actual thing. Yeah, that's right. And that's what scares me that like, that's a legit thing. Yeah.
0: A lot of the best horror that I hear about from my partner, because that's how I know the horror genre is through detailed recountings. My, my partner is a huge horror junkie. Um, Yes. But like yeah, like the Babadook as well, like they deal with sort of real life issues through and things that scare people. Um what's the one about the kid? We got to talk about Kevin.
2: got to go talk oh. about Kevin.
0: Kevin. Yeah, yeah, you know. And that was a big one for her as we were beginning to think about having a family. She's like yeah what if yeah, I don't love totally. my kid? What if they're messed up? Like these are these are the best horror films I think are the ones that approach those sort of real life uh real life terrors and 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 find a scope for them. Babadook I guess does that really well. Definitely.
2: Well. And I think uh not that all horror has to do that, but a lot of the good ones do. And that's why I think it's so fascinating to look at it over the decades in North America and mm. then to look at like foreign pictures as well, foreign horror and see what they're doing and what their fears are. Uh. Um yeah, I find it utterly endlessly fascinating.
0: Mm. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, to look at the things that different cultures find terrifying or yeah, you know, you get into Japanese, like even anime, and there's always the the tropes there of uh, you know sort of giant monsters and and uh, you know world ending weapons because of yeah. reasons that we're right. familiar with in history. Yeah, a lot of mutations. So mutation. it's interesting to see the pathos come out. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And uh, that's a really good reason to dip into horror. If I could, I can't. <laughs>
1: Well, well, wasn't so creepy. If I can take that segue,
0: <laughs>
2: one of my subcategories mm-hmm. was my go to horror film to recommend to people who hate horror. Oh. Because this always happens to me.
0: <laughs> Let me get my notepad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so my number one go to is The Others. Ooh, excellent. Thank you. From yes. 2001. It is super classy. It's beautiful ghost story.
0: I might have seen this. You
2: might have seen that. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, set during World War Two. Uh, super well directed
0: Spoiler alert Spoilers She's the ghost <laughs>
2: that's right. Yes That's right <laughs> Her advocates Yeah
0: oh. Yeah Okay I said that not to ruin it for people But to remind myself Whether I had seen yes, it So again right. It starts to blur together I have either seen this Or had it described to me In such a vivid detail <laughs> yes. That I feel like I've seen it
1: But don't you find that like it, well, It's like Victorian horror it follows it's like the turn of the turn of the screw, turn of the key. It all kind of is a, along the same storyline, but just shifted ever so slightly. And so that's one of the things I like about um, reading horror and then watching horror is, oh, I know this one, but I want to know what the twist is because right. there's always yeah. something a little bit different. And actually, I got people like shitting on me. Um, on Reddit once because I in one of the book subreddits, I said, Gross. doesn't horror just make you feel like kind of like cozy? And people were like, what's wrong with you? A hundred percent
2: makes me feel cozy. Like I'll describe movies yes. as like my comfort blankets that I'll rewatched a million times over. Yeah. 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 Oh
0: yeah. The others. Yeah. That's a the good one. Is good. Yes. The others. Um, it just makes me want to go on a trail of like, what other horror flicks did I accidentally watch at some point and half remember? <laughs> Uh, I think I've got the ring in there, that one where the kid dies in a cave and drowns. I forget which one that is sort of pseudo Victorian.
2: Right. That does sound familiar. I don't think I know.
0: And then they like hug at the end and both like turn into stardust or something. It's got an actually like a really sweet ending. (laughs) They both become ghosts or something so they can be together. I don't remember. It's a moment. That's really sweet. Yeah. Uh, we've got, don't be afraid of the dark by friend of the show, Troy, uh, Troy Nixie. Sorry, Tro. Um, nice that was uh i really like that one it's based off that uh, that tv series from uh the 50s or 60s i can't yes. remember but
2: that's got um uh katie holmes right i
0: pierce and katie yes. Holmes. Yeah.
1: yeah that
2: one i love the way that one is shot and just in general but also just yeah the the scene towards the end with the camera like that whole thing is so well done and so terrifying because you're like she has this one little tool and it's stopping working and that's always such a classic trope in horror where it's like
0: yeah making that effective so you're just uh, waiting for it to stop movie. working yes it's starting to kind of come back around as well maybe not as received uh not received as well as they would have liked when it came out but uh it's it's getting a bunch of articles popping up and stuff lately, I've noticed, and like people revisiting it and going like, hey, this was actually pretty cool.
2: Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel that too. Some films, unfortunately, just get so dismissed and it just takes a while for an audience to kind of go, oh yeah, no, that was good. And one of the hard things with horror is it's so subjective. It's like comedy, Uh you know, like, does it scare you? or doesn't it scare you. And are you in the place where even if it doesn't necessarily like chill you to your bones but you still go oh yeah no like that is horror like <laughs> yeah. some people don't you know don't feel that way
0: well and I, I you can tell me if you agree or not laura but i feel like horror also just based on imdb reviews i see uh get criticized with a really hard scope sometimes too. like a really that was a mixed metaphor but um <laughs> they get critiqued in a in in a way that seems almost uh almost harsher than than your run-of-the-mill flick like you find an IMDb of a of a horror movie, and if it's got sixty percent plus, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. You don't have to look for like an eighty or a ninety.
2: <laughs> yes, it's hard, especially sometimes by uh, like serious crit- critics, because if you know if they're not a fan of horror, it can be hard. So if yeah, if you get a critic score of like in the 60s, you are like, okay, that's actually pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did <laughs> we did just fine. It's
2: got some, yeah. And then the hard thing is when it does have a general appeal well then it's not horror anymore like a lot of people like to say well silence of the lambs isn't horror Mm -hmm. because it won an oscar and it's like well yes it is (laughs) or get out like a lot of jordan peele stuff and it's like no it just has it just has a wider appeal um that's the genius behind him is the way that he does it
0: get out feels absolutely horrifying uh if you as a white person can't find the horror in that (laughs) that might be something you need to think about
2: that's right that's yeah that's how i felt about the witch In particular, oh yes, because I have a lot of friends that were like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's just like an art film. That's not horror. And I said, well, to me, like the empathy that you feel for the character by the end, it's like, okay, so you can make a deal with the devil, or you can probably just die in the wilderness or get killed by your fellow people because they just assume you're a witch. I'm like, that's pretty horrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I certainly felt bad for her. Yeah,
0: it requires you stepping outside of your own experience sometimes, I imagine, to be able to appreciate the horror of a situation, especially if it's media made not for the uh, demographic that you are used to having your media made for.
2: Yes, exactly. And to your question, I was going to say, um, I think the films that, again, I think when you appeal more to the margins and you have like kind of like the really rabid – dorky fans it's such a make or break like either they're like full in or it's like the worst thing ever it's so hard to find that middle ground uh with a lot of that fan base so yes a lot of (laughs) get kind of raked over the coals
0: i don't remember whose turn it is so i'm just gonna throw another one out there i am super Mm -hmm. focused on the halloween-ish aspect of these flicks so uh i'm going with a, an actual horror though uh trick or treat
2: yes that's very ho- And i would
0: call it the purest of halloween horror uh, possibly the only real halloween horror horror um <laughs> four vignettes set during halloween uh, the creation of a evil spirit sam hain who is you know like he, he becomes this really iconic sort of character pumpkin head um and his uh his participation in that in that flick is pretty great and i actually watched this one and loved it uh really enjoyed how they tied the four different stories together and the semi-ambiguous ending and stuff like that um in a uh, personal note it was one of my partner's earlier pieces of work was doing the tie-in comic for this movie uh as they were shopping it around trying to get it to a bigger distributor and studio, they hired her to do a, a comic adaptation so that they could drop that with producers and try to push it out there.
2: That is so cool. So
0: we have a, uh, like four foot Sam Hain, uh, in storage, um, that I sometimes Amazing. forget about and will open the door and be like, no, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You're so I believe then, in
2: Halloween. Don't come t- after yeah,
0: me. Turn the box so <laughs> it's facing the wall and just leave a couple <laughs> offerings of old candy outside of his box uh yeah I love that film um I very much recommend people check that one out I think it's a great ties it all in together you get the horror so you get some some scares and then you get your Halloween themes uh which honestly I don't feel like there are enough Halloween movies Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I would say one that um again I think I I feel kind of got raked over the coals a little bit but I enjoy it for the Halloween feel of it is scary stories to tell in the dark
0: oh yeah I never saw it
2: it, uh, that one I would say, you know, not too scary. I mean, it's based off that um, the book series, yeah, book that was for kids, which is unbelievable. That book series,
0: yeah, with yeah. the illustrations by Edward Gorey, right? I thought they were Edward Gorey, yeah. Well, right, yeah. Just let me double check. <laughs> the illustrations
2: were fabulous, um, but it takes place during Halloween. You've got trick or treaters. Uh, again, that's also kind of like a couple of vignettes together. I do love a horror anthology. It's yeah. always fun because if you don't love all of them, there's probably going to be at least one that you really dig.
0: Oh, it's Stephen Gamel.
1: Oh. Who does uh, the illustrations,
0: Gemell. but I could have sworn it was and I can see them now because uh, I remember a teacher reading these to us around Halloween in school. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I should be listening to this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh maybe he did a version of it. Oh, there is one that is. It looks like there's an Edward Gorey version as well. Oh, very cool. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not gonna keep Googling.
2: Either way, great illustrations. Yeah and terrifying when you were a kid looking at them uh-huh. like the scarecrow one oh, so yeah that that was a kind of oh, go-to yeah. halloween field as well
0: i love it i'm putting that on my list to check out
2: yeah and then of course halloween itself
0: right the titular yeah.
2: halloween i think whenever you can kind of hear the crunching of leaves you're yeah. in the oh, yeah. right <laughs> wheelhouse yeah. you're getting there
0: or if there's some sort of pumpkin or or you know <laughs> trick-or-treater as a crux of yes. the whole thing <laughs> it's a catalyst. Are you going to watch the the what they're calling the finale to the Halloween series? Oh,
2: yes, probably as a completist. Yeah. <laughs> I will check it out. They're 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 pretty cool. I do love that Jamie Lee Curtis is back and that she seems so into it, it's like cool. all of her promotion for yeah. it is so exciting and I was listening to this one podcast and it was pretty neat because it kind of the story it's one of those franchises that have been going on for so long that there's different takes and in one avenue Mm -hmm. they're brother and sister and the other one they're total strangers and it was just sort of fate that brought them together um and in the original films the first one they're strangers it's the second one that Mm -hmm. puts them together as siblings right
0: Oh, yeah, so an
2: H2O, which I have a secret <laughs> love of. It's not that great, but I love it. Josh Harnett, Michelle Williams, and actually a, an amazing cameo of her mother, Janet Lee. There's like a little psycho oh, Easter egg. Oh, cool. Which is probably one of the reasons why I love it so much. Um, but in, it's sort of neat to see their conclusion in ways of a brother and sister, and then now you have it back to their total strangers. And this one podcast was sort of talking about post-traumatic Uh, like uh, stress disorder and just sort of like the Jamie Lee character and the different ways that her characters kind of expressed it over the films and the different like avenues it's taken, which I thought was pretty fascinating.
0: We're going to head into uh, a bit of a break here. Um, That's a good segue for the next movie I want to bring up, or Lexi has one. But um, before we go, do you think that Michael Myers should have been involved at some point with the Freddie versus Jason thing that happened? (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent. Should they not have done another one? And by the
2: way, I was rooting for Freddy <laughs> and I believe he won.
0: I don't remember. I did watch that. I don't recall. <laughs> it's an ambiguous album. ending. I mix it up with Jason X, which I also watched for some reason where he's in space.
2: <laughs> yes. Gotta love the
1: space horror, which is not just Jason X. You got Leprechaun no. in space. You got Hellraiser in space. Yeah. Event Horizon, one of the greatest space horror movies Adventure of all Horizon. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: A horror series I got into just uh, like a year or two ago by accident, which is uh, is a real, real low budget thing. But I can't remember the name of it. It's about this like swamp guy who kills people with a giant like cleaver or machete or something. Is that ringing any bells?
2: That wouldn't be the Hatchet series, is it? It's
0: got it's the Hatchet series. The Hatchet series yes. is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love I love it. So proud. <laughs> I'm so glad you knew that one. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. And I have another film by that director on my list of nature, animal horror.
0: Oh, really? Okay. It doesn't happen to me often where I'll watch a horror movie and then be like, (laughs) I need more. (laughs) But Hatchet is there. I think I got through all three of them. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty, pretty silly. Um, I did the same thing with Friday the 13th when I finally got it, like my uh, i guess my courage up to watch it i i did all of them i was like this is amazing
2: yes although you can kind of, you feel your like intelligence draining over the course of it that's how i felt oh. when i did a marathon i was like
0: uh. yeah yeah i think mine actually stopped at like three or four i can't remember <laughs> by all of them i mean all the ones i could handle well
2: once you go to the 3d one you're good mike
0: i don't think i got to the 3d one <laughs> that's three all right <laughs> We, oh, is it? Oh, God. Maybe I stopped at two then. <laughs> it just felt like watching four flint, uh, film. Woof. Uh, we are going to do our favorite part of the show now. Uh, it's called Who's That Pokemon? Da-na-na-na-na. Who's That Pokemon? Uh,
1: Who's That Pokemon?
0: Uh, Alexi, you got one for us today. And Laura, feel free to, to jump in and try to get the answer. Uh, the way we play is. Lexi or I will describe a silhouette for the other person. Uh, It can be a Pokemon. It can be absolutely anything else as well. And the rest of us, which is usually just me or Lexi, try to guess what that Pokemon is.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Just to be clear again, this is not a Pokemon that I'm about to describe.
0: Okay. Yes. This is a new rule we've come up in the last few episodes where you have to disclose whether it's a real Pokemon or not.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. I like the fingers. Go.
1: The silhouette of our proverbial Pokemon is that of a triangle with rounded edges, round little corners, and then a long stick on top like that, like, and then two little little pegs at the bottom. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. Is it from the Blair Witch movies? It is not, but that is an excellent (laughs) guess.
0: It's not Pyramid Head from Silent Hill series, is it?
1: That was the other oh, thing I was thinking. Very, very close. The I...
0: all-seeing eye with legs?
1: Well, no, not close, but love it.
0: <laughs> this is doing nothing for me. This is my favorite part, though, is when you keep doing your weird hand motions. Sometimes they look very lewd. <laughs> yeah, we should be taking clips.
1: film them and put them on there. I,
0: I, don't, I don't know. I, that... I was... I'm like, is it
2: a Triforce? Is it like a Zelda mm. thing?
1: No, it is not. It has to do with a movie that has kind of already been mentioned. Oh,
2: Silent of the Hill. Or
1: Silent of the Hill.
0: (laughs) Silent of the Hill. Silent of the Lambs.
1: (laughs) No. Silent Hill. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Mm No. You can give up at any time, and then when I say it, you're going to be like, ah, I knew it.
0: I'm not ready to give up quite yet.
1: Well, I got hatchet, so I feel like I'm good.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> did. On you. I
1: was like,
2: How
0: are you going? I <laughs> you did a, "Who's that Pokemon already?" <laughs> With my poorly described film series, he might have a hatchet or a cleaver. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, you got to stop doing that, Lex. <laughs> I can't watch you do those waggle fingers anymore. <laughs> it's it's not helping. It's distracting. <laughs> oh. Actually, no, now I've lied. I come back around, do them again. <laughs> it's like a really bad gift. <laughs> <laughs> we should loop this and put it on Insta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I give up. I, yeah. I'm giving up. I'm throwing in the towel. Okay.
1: It is the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh yes. the stick on the head. Yes. Oh, his, right. little, like, his, little,
2: his His hat. Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah. Good one. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> yes? It's the mayor from the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Mr. Mayor.
1: Mayor. Yeah.
0: Mayor. mayor. Uh, <laughs> We're back.
1: I've I've got I've got my fate. Okay. Can I can I sneak in? Yes. Yeah. This is my subgenre here. It's it's Halloween related TV shows, Ooh. but not okay. So. I'd like to just take a quick minute to talk about the Mike Flanagan Netflix movie, uh, series. So The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Haunting of Hill House, um, oh, okay. Midnight Mass. I loved Midnight Mass mm-hmm. so much that sometimes I just think about it like it was beautiful because I really like vampire movies because looking at my little list here, I've got quite a few vampire movies. But my favorite thing about Midnight Mass is when a person becomes a vampire, it shows their what they see. And the whole world is illuminated and they can see like the blood flowing through people and their heartbeat. And there's like an aura. And I just loved it so much because it was so beautiful and so haunting. And oh, I'm so in love with all the actors that Mike Flanagan uses in um, those Netflix series. And I'm super excited for the upcoming uh, series that are coming out. So I think it's uh oh, God! Is it Midnight Club or something like that? Yeah, Midnight Club is coming out this yeah. year, and then next year it's an Edgar Allan Poe um Ooh. short story. I can't remember which one it is. I want like. I'm just gonna do a quick look here because I have to know.
0: Do you think we'll ever hit a place? where somebody takes all the tree house of horrors and turns those into live action.
1: Yes, please. That would be interesting.
0: I love tree house of horrors. <laughs> I'm so too. done with Simpsons and have been for like years and years and years, but I will still go and like buy the, the Treehouse of horror when it comes out and watch that. And it won't be good or funny anymore, but I'm like, I'm just going to watch them all forever. Do you have a favorite? Oh, it's usually anything with Kang and Kodos. Uh, I just find it so silly. Oh, yeah. Probably the OG one. They're amazing. How to cook for humans or whatever it's called. That's a good one. (laughs) They keep blowing. 40 humans. (laughs) How to cook for 40 humans. (laughs) It's so good. It's such a good joke.
1: I love um, what's... I like the one where the school keeps eating the kids. Yes. I love that one.
2: That one's good. My favorite and actually one of my favorite nostalgia picks, which was one of my subpoena, is the Krusty the Doll one.
0: Oh, yeah. With the oh, killer Krusty the one. Doll.
2: Yes, I- Absolutely. Like, that whole bit where he's talking to the, uh, the guy who sold the doll, and they're like, that's good. That's bad. That's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Take this object, but beware. It carries a
0: terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free frogut. That's good. The Frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your
2: choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate.
0: That's bad.
1: Can I go now? That lives in my head all the time. I love it. <laughs> that is probably like the most Treehouse of Horrors little vignette possible. Because it is like, it was, isn't there like a horror film where it is about a doll? Not Chucky. It's something different. It's like a little um, like Russian or Ukrainian doll that comes to life and terrorizes like a family
0: oh it's gonna drive me crazy there is and i can't remember but there's also what's that one called monkey shine or whatever yes is that something Although i
1: think monkey Shine is a, where uh, monkey- know, like a helper monkey was- yeah
2: is that one but and, there's-
0: oh not a toy monkey i thought yes. it was like a symbol monkey. <gasps> oh, that's how
2: I, that's that's <laughs> like a stephen king short story monkey. which is terrifying right which I absolutely oh, love. God, I'm
1: really just mixing things together here. I know that we've already moved past it, but the 2023 upcoming series from Mike Flanagan is The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, that'll be oh. good. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, cool. No, we're never really truly past anything here, are we? <laughs> Let me just go back to the beginning and start talking exactly. about trick-or-treat or treat or trick or please. Uh,
2: when you were talking about um, the vampire one by Mike Flanagan, the actress who played sort of the church lady the redhead she was everything she was like a hundred percent of the reason i was so engrossed in that i loved her mm-hmm. i just like yes. i loved to hate her she was so wonderful oh. um yes just that holier than thou oh yeah. No. yeah
1: like that blind following yes and how like at, like i think maybe around the second episode i was like this is a vampire <laughs> like oh, how are these bitches not like mm. <laughs> and this, just the blind faith of like, well, the pastor said to drink the poison yes. and she was like, okay, yeah. let's do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Blind oh, faith man. to extremes. Oh, love that. Love that in horror or like drama, yep. thrillers. So good. Find that endlessly fascinating.
0: Yeah. It really seems to show up mm-hmm. a lot. It's almost like it's a, it's a source of trauma people are working through. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely, but That's. That's such a great point. Cause then even if you think about like Blair Witch, which, which? when that came out, I thought was real because of their incredible um media campaign. Yes. Cause we were in America on vacation when the first um I guess advertisements came out and they it looked like a media story of like the oh this trio of people have gone missing in the woods. And we came back and we're like, there's this documentary about this and thought it was legit but it's the same thing there it's the people that are so they believe so deeply in their film or their craft which is another one I want to talk about <laughs> um that they are just willing to put themselves in such huge danger you want
0: to transition yourself to the next one <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like i barely even go outside to like put the garbage out when it's dark because i'm like i know what is out there i have seen these movies i ain't going nowhere outside
0: i mean for me it's just robbers they'll be out there and they'll cut me (laughs) (laughs) i once thought i saw a ghost have i ever told you this lexi no i lived uh, alone in an apartment in mission here in calgary and uh i was just doing my thing one late late one night and i have this like ingrained thing where i just turn lights off when i leave rooms and stuff so my house is always like when I, especially when I lived alone there's it was always dark um so I've brushing my teeth and I stepped out into the hall and I'm looking down the hallway towards my washing ma- machine to see if my laundry is done I had like a euro machine it was a wash and dry thing and there's like this apparative thing in front of my eyes down at the end of the hallway that's shimmering and like causing the lights on the washing machine to like sway back and forth. And I'm like, Nope, that, I'm not seeing that. So I turn sort of like, and look back, it's still there. <sighs> and I'm like, I have two options right now. I go and deal with this thing. I get up in its space and find out what's going on and like, whatever, or I run the other way and try to like jump off my balcony and I'm on the seventh floor. So okay. maybe, maybe not that. So I, I just like, I, I try to steal myself. I'm like, I've, brushing my teeth i've decided to just hang on to my toothbrush still it's still like just stabbing scaredly cleaning my teeth and i'm walking <laughs> towards it and it's getting closer it hasn't disappeared like i'm like this can't be my vision like my vision's okay like this thing is still here i still see it and i get right up to it it's still there like i don't know what to do it hasn't responded to me and so i go and i let go of my toothbrush and i like take it out of my mouth to reach towards this apparition and it disappears
1: <gasps> whoa uh.
0: And suddenly I realize I use an electric toothbrush and it's shaking my eyes. (laughs) And the reason that I am seeing an apparition is because it's dark. There's a couple glowing lights and I'm shaking my goddamn head with my toothbrush. by like clenching my teeth on my toothbrush while I'm brushing. And I'm so relieved and upset with myself at the same time. (laughs) And so I only use manual toothbrushes now.
1: Oh, uh, that is the most dad ghost story of all time. so scary. I was like, because growing up like
0: I did, I knew all my life at some point I was going to be confronted by a demon or a ghost or something. Yeah, And I was going to have to decide if I was confronting it as like the person I am now or like going to deep dive back to my Christianity, start reciting like the Lord's prayer and doing crosses and stuff. Um, but it turns out I just uh, tried to toothbrush it. So. <laughs> it's a really dumb story i'm sorry but it's so funny because i was convinced there was a ghost there like i couldn't figure out what was going on and my head the whole time is just like (laughs) shaking up and down and sideways with this electric toothbrush i just couldn't place it it's
1: amazing anyhow
0: which leads me to scream
1: (laughs) oh it's coming from inside the
0: house Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> love
0: it's coming from, i'm so glad you got there Lex. before i could even say it. it is coming from inside the house and to me absolutely a halloween film as well as a horror film yep. because you know the killer is in a halloween costume That's right. doesn't matter if it's summer or school time i think there's some halloween parties in some of the movies but i think that of all horror movies now i'm not sure if i'm right Scream is so great. I love slashers as much as I dislike horror of the more supernatural variety. Um, but I love I love a slasher and I love the Scream series and I will just continue watching them forever. Yeah. Just keep making them.
2: Well, they're so meta. So for me, uh-huh. yeah, as a horror geek, you just love all of the references like, you know, like they're just constantly dropping in little Easter eggs and referring referencing other films. And uh, I just adore them. And actually, interesting enough, my sister, who, as much as I love horror, she's on the absolute opposite end, loves the scream movies, the early ones. So there's something about it. Like, I think there's just like a cleverness to it and a winkingness. Maybe you feel yeah, like a little. removed. Yeah. that mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It appeals to non slasher fans. And you have
0: some really <laughs> fantastic characters in the Arquettes and, uh, yes. And, uh, Nev Campbell and, uh, Oh, Skeet Skeet Rich is there, yeah. You get some Drew Barrymore, briefly.
2: Yes. In genius opening.
0: You should never say who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? It's a death wish. You might as well just come out here to investigate a strange noise or something.
1: Look, you've had your fun now, so I think you better just leave or else. Or else what? Gosh, I just... And Matthew Lillard is... Like, I remember at the end of that movie being like, no, like just so gobsmacked. Like that was one where I really didn't.
0: How could Shaggy do this? Exa- I
1: was just like, and but they were so <laughs> creepily psychotic in the way that they were fessing up to their crimes. And yes. that was the thing that scared me the most because they were just so proud of themselves and excited. And I just remember oh, just, that was the scariest part of the movie for me. Well And I just watched it again recently
2: because I have a little pet project where uh, my partner and some good friends of his uh are more like gamers and didn't watch a lot of movies or TV. And so it's been such a delight because they've never seen so many things. Like they've never seen the sixth sense or so it's like, has ah, it's ever been spoiled for you, but um, Scream. And so I showed them a bunch of horror and before Scream, so they would kind of get some of the things. And on this time viewing it in that scene towards the end where um you know billy is talking there's just a moment where billy's starting to talk about the affair and his mother and there's a look on Stu's face i don't think he really quite knew that part of it Mm -hmm. there's something yeah because it's like he's such a little follower and uh yeah there's just something so fascinating like i don't think he knew the full story of why he's doing these murders
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah
2: love it love those characters i guess spoilers if you haven't seen them,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole
0: episode. We have a great sound effect oh, for that. Don't Good.
2: worry. Okay.
1: Spoilers.
2: All right, Laura, what else do you got? Oh my oh. goodness. Okay. Yeah, so, who's next?
0: Um, we're not done until we finish our okay. kiss.
1: <laughs> oh so we're here for oh, Bye. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, no, you are free to hang up anytime okay. you feel like.
1: Um,
2: I would say, uh, go to, um. Film recommendation for people who love horror but might not have heard it before, The Loved Ones. Now, I will say this is definitely more Olympic-level horror. If you're not a fan of gore or, like, kind of little more torturous things, don't watch it. It was sold to me as Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Pretty in Pink, which is the perfect <laughs> analogy for that film. I absolutely love it. Uh, so if that if that combination is appealing please check it out
0: um something about redneck horror that doesn't do it oh, for me it just seems too too possible not a
2: fan of the killbilly genre
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Uh, with the exception apparently of hatchet because right? I feel like that might fall into that <laughs> but like texas chainsaw always weirded me out because i don't want to go down those weird roads in the rural areas anyhow so fair
2: enough well, if you ever want to do a comedy version of that a horror comedy Tucker and Dale versus Evil, so
1: good. I, that was on my
2: list. Oh, great! Yeah, a brilliant send up of the Kill Billy genre, oh. and shot in Calgary
0: partly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and Alan Tudyk. Like, how do you go wrong with Alan Tudyk? Other, and I what's know the other face? guy is so funny. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. It's like,
1: amazing. Jimmy from um, Breaker High. From Breaker <laughs> High,
0: <laughs> whose name I should know by now. Constant. We talked about him enough. <laughs>
1: That movie was such like a sleeper for me because we were watching, we were looking for something to watch and John and I were like, oh, okay, let's watch this. And by the end of the movie, we both looked at each other and we we're like, holy crap, that was so good. Yeah.
2: yeah. It needs to be talked about more. Like, why wasn't it so, so great? Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: that's
2: definitely one where I'm like,
1: why is nobody talking about this? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's good.
0: It was a blast and I actually watched that one. I watched Cabin in the Woods as well or whatever it yeah. was yes. called.
1: Chris Hemsworth.
2: Yeah, the um, like the original one.
0: No, the, the oh no, sorry, Cabin in the Woods. Was,
2: Not um, I got confused there, thinking of the Eli Roth oh one. God. What is that?
0: I'm called? so bad at knowing the names of things or remembering them properly, yes. which makes it really stupid to do a. I wouldn't call this a necessarily a geek culture podcast, but that's right. the closest hobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> We're that show where you can't remember anything, and we just sort of make generalization <laughs> towards particular topics and people. <laughs> you know the exactly. movie
1: yeah that thing yeah the thing with the guy
2: it'd be great if it was like an imd bo- imdb podcast oh. but we still didn't remember anything like, <laughs> do you work for imdb uh, no cabin in the woods is fantastic definitely like in line with scream of that very meta like referential yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all meta
0: really like i mean literally to the point of being yeah. situationally referential yeah, like really. right. yeah anyhow
2: good comedy yeah <laughs> for yeah. nature animal horror which i love i have a deep most of them i love have sharks or alligators but uh this one i'm gonna say is frozen not the disney cartoon this is from 2010 and it's adam green the same guy who did hatchet and it's people who get stuck up on a ski lift mm-hmm. and the ski lift closes down
0: oh yes 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 i know of this and uh yeah, again, a movie I've heard about in detail from my partner who really should have sat in on this episode, I guess. Yes. Uh Fiona, my partner, and uh Lexi's partner John feature a lot as like disembodied <laughs> voices that we talk about their opinions. <laughs> Apparently they should just do an episode at some point without <laughs> or us. Or
2: another podcast where they're just reacting, <laughs> going, That's not my opinion at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Misrepresented. An after, show yeah, where an after show. yeah, no, I heard a lot about that, and like the way to turn that into a, a situation of terror, um, without you know that just seems brilliant to me. The cleverness to even approach horror in that in that way. Uh, to
2: yes, and what I love about that film, what I think it's done one of the best versions of this is you're with your friends and things start going wrong, and you're joking. You're still joking about it. And then all of a sudden, it's not a joke anymore. And it Mm. puts you back in that feeling of of times where you've been, where things go slightly wrong and you're joking about it, but thankfully you're okay. And it just sort of, yeah, Yeah. it's just such a visceral moment where it's like, oh, it's not funny anymore. (laughs) Like, this is real bad. Yeah,
0: Yeah, where you think about how it could have gone super wrong for you at any moment. Yeah, exactly. Anytime it could have gone super (laughs) bad for you. Yeah, and there's
2: wolves, so not good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you gonna jump? You sure about that? Exactly. I I mean, honestly, I just remember talking like that when you are going up a ski lift, since we live in a pseudo-ski city. Um, Yeah, they're like, oh, well, if it gets stuck, I'll just jump. (laughs) Will you?
1: No, you won't. How if you watch this
2: film? (laughs) You will definitely not. Yeah.
0: (laughs) also don't hold on to the bar too yeah. tight <laughs> yeah. again described in great detail to me i have not seen this film
2: i love it though because i do i do that to dave too sometimes i'm like and then this happens so he probably going say the same thing he's like i've never seen it but i just know like, it. I love yeah. it
0: i know so many things like that i will never need to watch them <laughs> um i'm gonna do a two for next uh just because i want to make sure we get them if we run yeah. out of time here but uh I'm doing uh, Sleepy Hollow slash the adventures Ooh. of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. <laughs> so uh Mr. Toad decidedly not Halloween, but uh Ichabod is, and uh I love the interpretation of that in Sleepy Hollow.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know, we get into our Tim Burton Oeuvre again, if you will, and uh and uh just all of that aesthetic that always seems to to work so well when he, he goes horror. Uh the satanic stuff is is so good in the blood tree. Um, it's just, it's, it's creepy in a way that I really like watching a creepy aesthetic that just is really cool to look at. Definitely. Those are great.
2: And the Ichabod is such a great pick too, because that I just remember being like, am I being terrified by a
0: Disney cartoon? Oh, I was totally scared of it as a kid. <laughs> and that's why it makes the list and why Sleepy Hollow works for me too, I think is because of that preexisting terror for, uh, the uh-huh. Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Definitely. I love the palette cleanser in Mr. Toad coming second though. <laughs> the wind in the willows bit
1: right like they have to like disney like og disney was both super racist and terrifying
0: oh yeah i mean you look at fantasia and
1: yeah, it's
0: like yeah. racist oh. and terrifying night on bald mountain versus the other one with the racist mushrooms like, right. um yeah yeah disney hit both of those you're right sorry i didn't mean to step on you there <laughs> But the palate cleanser is really good for me and Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And uh, I remember as a kid, anytime I watched anything even slightly unsettling or horrific, it was a good reason to stay up later and watch another movie as a palate cleanser. Can't go to bed yet, parents. I need to watch something to take my mind off all (laughs) this. A good reason to stay up late. Lex, what do you got?
1: Um, Let the right one in. Ooh, so good. I love it. Um, So – I just love a good vampire movie, and I love the kind of play on that perpetual childhood vampire that needs someone to care for her in this case. And so she's just trying to find a new buddy. And the whole movie, you know how it's building, and it's that kind of Scandinavian slight depression. Okay,
0: I was going to ask if we're talking the OG or the the remake. I've only seen
1: the Scandinavian one, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of like my... Yeah, I would say that's my favorite. And I just, the darkness. And a friend of mine who uh, was living in Sweden at the time recommended the film. And he was just like, that sums up Scandinavian winter to me. It's just, it's dark. It's depressing. There's something super eerie about like these empty streets. It's dark at like three in the afternoon. Yeah, Yeah. The kids have to go outside still and they do these kind of like super Scandinavian, like, all right, kids, we're going to go, like, take off our shirts and jump in the water and then run inside really quick. Oh, the sun's setting, like, quick, quick. And so just everything about that movie just is so unsettling, but at the same time, weirdly beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it other than, like, it is hauntingly beautiful, and I love it, and I want everyone to watch the original one, the Scandinavian one. Definitely.
0: They changed some things in the North American one from what I understand that kind of adjust the um I guess message if you will or the intent and that's not necessarily a bad thing I think it's uh if you're doing a remake you should consider
1: mm-hmm.
0: how that material works with your culture yes. or the culture that yeah. you're making it from um, otherwise why um <laughs> <laughs> yeah not to the point of what they're talking about doing with Akira but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Akira just needs to not be set in New York City it's just not going to work it's yes, about it has
1: to be in Tokyo Yes, yeah.
0: existential dread of nuclear fallout and destruction like you can't really do that because you didn't have to deal with that yeah, exactly but, um yeah that's it's 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 interesting to do that i trail off here into nowhere <laughs> yeah. halloween movie or not though lex
1: i would say maybe not a halloween movie but just like a depressing wintertime horror yeah
0: Great. Yeah, yeah. We'll do another episode on those.
1: Oh my god, I feel like there's a bit of a trend of like, "Wah, Bonnie, Prince Billy, Sad, Dark Winter, Here Comes Lexi." I'll "Get I'll come back.
0: Like, it's, it's how we know and love you. <laughs> Without those things, would you be the person we know? <laughs> okay i think we should probably do one more each and then call it uh so we don't keep laura here all night oh my goodness day whatever who knows what time it is this is a (laughs) podcast could be any time
2: um if i may then i'll probably go (laughs) for my nostalgia pick if i can attach like a little i'll try and keep it short story personal story
0: i mean if you want to just run through everything (laughs) you've got still you're welcome (laughs) to.
2: laura go Okay, so my nostalgic pick and probably what cemented my love of horror at a very early age what is um, Child's Play Ooh, from 1988. Absolutely. I watched that at a friend's house at a sleepover. It was just um we started watching it with her older brother, and then he left, and it was just the two of us. So we got so scared that we actually locked ourselves out of her house.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're in back the kitchen, fired. that backfired yeah. so badly. <laughs>
2: it did. We were like in the kitchen and and we're trying to calm down. And I'm like, "Remember the part in the kitchen?" And she's like, "No." And her bro- her her brother had a My Buddy doll that was a redhead. <laughs> so we were just like, "Oh my god!" So oh, she I had a- remember
0: the My Buddy dolls. Yes.
2: <laughs> he was loosely based on it. So she had a, yeah. a trampoline in the backyard. And so we were like, we'll go on the trampoline. And then we locked ourselves out. But so then we came back in. Her brother came home. We finished watching the movie. I got zero sleep that night because I just kept <laughs> picturing that scene where the doll is like burnt and like crawling down the hallway towards Ugh. the little boy. That was basically my entire night. So cut 2 I'm back at home. This is several months later. And I had gotten a couple of Christmases before a talking elf doll because that's how old I am. (laughs) Talking elf doll was a a cool Christmas gift. So I'm like cleaning my room and I'm tossing toys off the shelf and I toss my talking elf doll and he hits something and he says, let's go check out the fridge. But Mm. he doesn't say it like elf. He says it like, let's go check out the fridge. And I lose my mind and I run and I get my dad and he proceeds to reenact the scariest part of that movie <laughs> no.
0: where he oh, no. checks the
2: batteries. So he picks up the talking elf doll. No. I'm running around my bedroom, screaming my head off. Cause I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, opens it. And he's like, Laura, how many times did I tell you? Don't leave batteries in dolls. It's melted. And he closes it. Like the battery had like exploded and partially <sighs> melted in the back of the doll. So he just puts it down, shakes his head, walks <sighs> away.
0: And I was like, oh my
2: God. And then I scarily put it back on the shelf. And then a couple of like weeks, months later, in the middle of the night, something hits me and I wake up. It was that doll. It fell off the (laughs) shelf and hit me in the face. And that doll is Uh, still at my parents' house because I wouldn't throw it away because I'm like, if I throw it away and it comes back, I'm going to die. Yeah, that's a haunted doll. (laughs) It's going to kill me. Yes.
0: A haunted doll does not go to the dumpster uh, without a fight. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love so, yeah. that. So it's oh, in that's their
1: so <laughs> oh, God, That's good.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, as a parent, uh, the number of times I have been trying to sleep oh. and hear one of those godforsaken toys downstairs just suddenly like
2: I don't talk, know how you do it.
0: It's and they shouldn't. <laughs> like what's moving? We have a cat, he's sleeping on me. Okay. So yeah things get set off by like electrical surges or even just vibrations of cars passing. And it it is horrific. So yeah, we have a very, like everything set to off completely off before we go to sleep. So I don't want to hear some weird walking zebra upstairs in the attic in the middle of the night.
2: Yes, exactly. The game five nights at Freddy's is made to terrify me personally. Like I played it and I was almost in tears because it was just like, I hate dolls moving on their own bullshit.
0: Animatronic like mascot stuff is oh, not my, it's not my game. Yes.
2: Although Nothing. I miss you, Bullwinkles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love you to miss you still.
0: <laughs> okay, one more, one more little tangent story here since we're on Bullwinkles. Uh I could not go into Bullwinkles without my dad carrying me and my face buried in his neck <sighs> until I was like seven or eight because snidely whiplash scared the shit out of oh, me. Oh, yes. uh, in that cage at the front door of every single Bullwinkles right. location. Oh. No, thank you. Animatronics are not. <laughs> at least Chuck E. Cheese and his friends were up on a stage. Like, it's true. Yeah.
2: Although I can't believe they won that yeah. war. Like, I'm like, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. How, did, yeah. how did they survive? And all the Bullwinkles became shanks.
2: I... <laughs> I know. Oh, know. It's bar. unfair. I wanted to celebrate it's... my 18th birthday to Bullwinkles and it did not
0: happen. Oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah. How did you get a like I guess Bo Winkle wasn't that popular for a while, or maybe still isn't? Like getting a license to run a restaurant in Canada that's <laughs> Po Winkle theme seems wild to me. It's true. <laughs> hey, Ricky, you want to see me pull a rivet out of my head? Oh, Powinkle, that trick never works. Well, that's good. <laughs> Is this two episodes in a row now? I'm oh, sorry about that. I'm so sorry.
1: Two, yes, you did do this last time. I am a <laughs> it's dad; Amazing. I've it's only worth got it.
0: a limited number of jokes I can <laughs> work with. Uh, okay, I'm having a hard time choosing my last one. Um, oh. Maybe I'll give a special mention, but I wanted to hit "Ernest Scared Stupid," one of the most terrifying movies I saw as a kid. Uh. The troll. With
1: the troll. So this is a movie that yes. <laughs>
0: yes. lost money, was routinely panned, uh, basically ended the uh Disney relationship with James Varney and the Ernest P. World stuff went independent oh, and got worse and worse oh, after no. that. Because it just did so badly and was so poorly received. But I will never not fear trolls because of of that movie. Uh the pure terror of it, the pure Halloween of it, too, is so good. Um, I just had to yeah. talk about it. Ernest, scared, stupid. My middle name is Ernest. There was a lot going on there that just made, made that work for me. Uh, she telling people my middle name. Um, it's not what I said it was. <laughs> um, it's, it's fantastic. I love that film. I love that they die from milk. Um, because surprisingly yes. I'm also lactose intolerant yes. and have a slight, milk allergy it's just there's a lot of layers he's scared i'm scared Ernest. Ernest. milk chose things
2: (laughs) i'm wearing a jean vest he's wearing a a jean jean vest vest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I loved i loved ernest p will so much as a kid um but i be scared the hell out of me uh and i still think about that troll with his snotty nose but how that Beautiful kiss at the end.
1: <laughs> I I just remember the like the, like the spit and the snot and the. Slit. They did
0: so much great work with like practical effects and goo. Yes, The
1: yes,
0: haunted definitely. tree of that was so great. Like the the cursed tree that they built a tree fort in. It's a lot to love about oh, yeah. that film. Uh, I'm gonna try and watch oh. it.
2: I bet it's on YouTube.
0: It's got to be so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch. It's been too long.
0: Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, whatever Varney, Mr. Varney. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Oh. I guess. <laughs> Lex, you want to bring us home with one more?
1: Okay. And you you know I have to go there. It's The Craft. One of the greatest oh. films of all time. The thing, and it's specific, the OG craft. It
0: defined aesthetics for a generation. Yes,
1: it is the 90s witch girl aesthetics that basically has informed my life. That is me. I wanted to be Nev Campbell so bad constantly oh I yeah mean, she was amazing and i just feel like that whole badass teenage witch kind of in a catholic school getting the boys to fall in love with you again we've got some scream alumni in there yes um yes. and it's just it was such a great film and who among us at sleepovers did not do light as a feather stiff as a board that's
2: right and the iconic line we are the weirdos mr Did that not define a generation?
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, That defined my sexuality. (laughs) Uh, What's-Her-Face is so hot in that movie. Veruca. Veruca. Oh. So great. Uh, When she shows up in Waterboy, I'm like, yep, still feel it.
1: (laughs) Veruza. I always say Veruca. It's Veruza bulk. Veruza Is it just pronounced differently? Yeah. It's...
0: Right, Veruca Salt is the character from uh, Charlie, the Chocolate uh, Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and the and band, the,
1: yeah, and the incredible yeah. band, yes, of the '90s. But Feruza is who we're we're thinking of, and she played such a good um, maleficent type character that just becomes so drunk with power. So good. And, oh, just everything about that movie was wonderful, and every so often. I yeah, just like
0: she still scares me in a way that is just so alluring.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes that's exactly it. Oh, so like, mm,
2: still worth it. Uh, uh, I'm probably gonna die, but I think that
0: might. It's worth a try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worth it. No, I'm yeah. gonna go for it. Yeah, um, would not be interested in me, which again, my type. <laughs> <laughs> still not sure why my wife picked me. <laughs> It's probably for this cool joke I do when I say my wife. <laughs> oh, god! Um, there's so many great like Halloween and horror flicks slash Halloween horror flicks that we didn't get to. I know. Um, so many. And I just feel like we got to we got to we got to call it a night or else we have more than overstayed our welcome. <laughs> Um, but I'm just going to say a couple more, check them out. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. We kind of hit that Adam's Uh family. Um, we didn't hit Hocus Pocus, which I feel like if you're doing Halloween and sort of spooky and and scary at the same time, you get in there, Dracula, any of the Draculas, Nosferatus Mm -hmm. 2000, maybe not, maybe not Dracula 2000. (laughs) Um, and my current favorite, uh, Curious George, a Halloween boo fest. Um, my son has gotten into Curious George. My older son, uh, he's three, and uh, we have now watched Curious George a Halloween Boo Fest about six million times. Is it a good film? No. Uh, am I starting to see things on the seventh millionth view that I didn't notice at first? Some really great foreshadowing, as, as my brain told me this morning. The the crux of the movie is just not worth explaining, but basically it turns out the squirrel did it and they <laughs> foreshadow it way earlier than you might expect. And you don't notice until you've watched it about three million times.
2: I think it's also the squirrel in the new Knives Out movie. So, oh okay. <laughs> hey, there you
0: go. Oh, is that out yet?
2: soon? I think. Oh god,
0: that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Knives Out is so good. Clue is almost a Halloween. It's on 18. my list. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Clue is so good. I have a poster of it next to my TV. I
2: did a poster of it for my uh, Crime Watch series.
0: Now I have to go yes. look that up. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining yes. us. Um, I would love to hear where people could find you or if there's anything that you want people to check out. Oh my goodness.
2: I wasn't even prepared for this. this number one, this has been so wonderful. So thank you both. It's
0: been a blast. I've thank had, you. had yes, thank an you.
2: absolute blast. You've made my Halloween season so much fun to chat.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: um, you can check out my website at laurao.ca to check out some fun stuff there. And I am on Instagram, and I'm going to quickly check and see what my handle is because I'm that prepared.
0: <laughs> I think I actually have your okay. account up. If you want me to tell you, <laughs> uh, I was just doing. I like to like have some familiarity with people that pop on. Uh, it is at Laura J O C.
2: If you see a crossage of poltergeist, you found the right gal.
0: <laughs> and there uh and we will of course pop those links into our show notes as well although based on something i did in one of our previous show notes i'm not sure anyone <laughs> reads them
2: well i'm going to go back now cuz i'm super curious <laughs> See if we can find yes. it <laughs> and again yeah. thank you so well, much congrats
0: if you do find it <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: thank you Hello. laura no,
0: thank you uh and i guess for all of us here at dork matters uh dork 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 Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends about us.
1: If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out original art and other content from Ben and myself.
0: We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song, Dance, off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters.
1: This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Bagaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Nation Region 3.
0: For all of us here at Dork Matters, Dork digga, Dork Dork Dork.
1: Dork Dork.